his son or his daughter. Why would he even bother with me? Why would he even love me? There was nothing to love. Barely loved myself. But God in his mercy reached out and gave us a hope. <laughs> My God, somebody listen to what I'm saying this morning. He gave us a hope. A hope in what he has done. If the world ends today, we got the hope. <laughs> if the world ends today, we have the truth. Come on, somebody. Jesus said, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. Lord, we just thank you for this morning. I just thank you for the Holy Spirit that's here to preach this morning. I pray, God, that your spirit would move this morning. And we thank you and praise you today. Turn with me to Luke chapter 15. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll go over messages that I preached. This was years and years ago. Uh, about the prodigal son. The prodigal son in the Bible drifted away from his father. There was two sons, and the younger of the sons said to the father, or his father, give me my portion that I have to me. So the father divided the portion between the two boys, and he, he took his inheritance, and he went and he wasted it, Ray. He went and lived a harlot's life. He, he did what he wanted to do. Man, I feel the presence of God. <laughs> He ran away from his father. But times got rough. The boy started seeing his life. Nobody wanted to be around him anymore. He ran out of money. He didn't have no more friends. And the only job he could find was feeding pigs. Come on, someone. And he stopped for a while. He was eating the husk or the slop that the pigs were eating. That's how bad it got. So he came to himself. He said, what am I doing here? Even the servants in my father's house have food to spare. But yet here I am eating slop. My Jesus, hallelujah. God will bring you to the hog pen if you don't submit to the father. You can run from God all you want. And I'm not picking on anybody no more. Just listen to me. You can run and do your own thing for a while, but it's going to catch up with you. God saying, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Come and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest to your soul. Listen, I'm not, if you're running from God this morning, don't leave this building until you make things right. The young man came to himself, and he realized that he had it better in his father's house. How many of you backslid on God? I've done it a few times. I've done it in church. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Sitting here, thinking I knew God. And I found myself with no faith more than that world out there, praise God. You know why? Because I haven't put my trust in the Father's provision, that sacrifice at the cross. I thought just coming to church would make me a Christian. I thought just singing the songs, Yvette, would make me a Christian. But I had to believe what God said. 
And I had to believe in the sacrifice that he offered at Calvary 2,000 years ago. Till I got that right, I wasn't right. Come on, somebody. I wasn't right. So the boy came to himself and he said, I'm going back to my father's house. Some of you might be running from God this morning. You need to come back to the father's house. Come on, somebody. You need to run back to God. So he came back to his father's house and he was on the road and the father could see him. And all of a sudden, the father said, that's my boy. <laughs> he's come home. He's been gone for such a long time. Now he's come back. The father ran to him. Yeah. Praised him. Kissed that old pig face. Hallelujah. He said, my son is back. <laughs> I'll preach. <laughs> My son is back. He said, get a ring. Put it on his hands. Put shoes on his feet. Put a robe on him. Three things you need to know about those three things. Slaves didn't have shoes. He's telling his son, you're not a slave. Come on. Come on. He put a robe which represents the righteousness and authority of the father. And he put a ring on his finger. Alvin? That ring was to seal the fact that he's, that's his son. He could use that ring, buy anything he wanted, go where he wanted. He could use the authority of his father. He would put it in that wax, and that was the seal of the father. Come on, somebody. That'll preach, man. Listen, don't matter where you've been. If you come to God this morning, God will give you your ring back. Amen. You can use that ring to live for God. God can heal you and provide for you and take care of you. My Jesus, I feel like preaching this morning. Just bear with me. <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like talking, but today I feel like preaching. <laughs> God is a good God. You don't have to run anymore. Let me read you some verses because I'm going ahead of myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. Turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 15. Now before this, if you read the whole chapter, I'm not going to do that. Jesus was emphasizing something that was lost. Remember that? Jesus said, the Pharisees sat around him. Look, he's eating with publicans and sinners. He spent more time with them than he did with the religious people. Come on, somebody. <laughs> he says, that, not those that, that are well that need a physician, but those that are sick. Sinners are sick. They need a healer. They need a savior. So Jesus went where the lost needed to be saved. Come on. Told a story about the lost sheep. He said, if, if, a, if a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one goes straight, will he not leave the 99 in the back and go look for that one that left? <laughs> that went astray. But I thought Jesus was interested in big numbers. No, he's interested in one sheep. He's interested in one soul. If one soul gets saved today. If one soul commits their life to Jesus. The Bible says all heaven rejoices because of that one sinner that repents. Then over the 99 that never needed none. You know, I, I did a study a while back. It was a long time ago. I preached about the shepherd. You know, a lot of times people don't realize the shepherd only could take care of so much sheep. Why he, you see, today we have these big mega churches. They have 15 pastors. You believe they can actually take care of those people? That's why I like a small church. It seems like a shepherd can only handle so much. Right? 
Why did he say 100? Why didn't he say 200, 300,000? 100. And what he does, he takes that sheep and he has his eye on every one of them. See? He knows the ones that are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So he targets that one sheep that is going straight and he, and he tries to get them back. He tries to draw them back. God is faithful to restore anyone and give them back their ring that they've lost. Come on, that ring is that's a symbol of authority. That's a symbol of sonship. That's a symbol of, of, of you belong to the Father. Then she talks about a lady that lost some money in her house. So she went and she lost this coin she had, and she turned the house upside down till she would find that money. How many had lost a lot of money one time? Lost a wallet, lost a purse, and you, oh man, I gotta find this money. I need this. And you, and you turn the house upside down till you find it, praise God. That's what it looks like in the eyes of God from one person that goes astray and lost. God will turn the world upside down to get that person back. Yes. And she finds that coin and she rejoices, calls her friends. I found the money, <laughs> I found the coin that was lost. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. So we have a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. Years ago, I named this message. I preached it, and I still stuck with some of the messages I preached. I call it the hog pen. What is the hog pen? What, what, what does that represent? That's the world. The devil's going to feed you all the slop. You know, there's people today struggling with drugs. There's people today struggling with disease and, and bound up by the devil. That's the hog pen. Some people full of bitterness and hate. That's the hog pen. That's what the, that's what the devil offers. That's what he wants. The hog pen is full of slop. It's full of dirt. It's full of corruption. Listen, my not going out with Janice. My father had some hog. And look, anything he dumped in that bucket, it swallowed up. Could be slime and coffee and rotten food and everything else. They were just sucking that stuff up, man. You should have saw them hogs go at it. <laughs> oh, y'all better put your belt tight. <laughs> Don't lose your pants. God is calling us to get away from that. Because the slop is awful. I mean, it can have maggots, worms, and anything in that stuff. I mean, you, they, they just, they didn't have no taste buds. Come on, somebody. Everything tastes good. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me go to, uh, let me read it to you, okay? Ch uh, chapter 15, verse 11. There's two sons involved with this, okay? I told you about the one that left. What about the one that stayed? God spoke to my heart about him. Most preachers will say, well, he's just a rebellious son. He just wants, listen, he was faithful. My God said, he said, told his father, I never transgressed you at any time. But yet this son comes back and you give him everything. One thing he was missing. 
He, would ne- he, he failed to understand the grace of God. Come on. He failed to understand the grace of the Father. But as for faithful, he was. He stayed with the Father. When the storms came, he was in the field. When, when plagues happened, he was there. Amen. He, he, he helped the Father. He said, the Father told him, he said, nothing, everything I have is yours. Everything. But your son, my, my son was lost. Now he's come back. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not going to be that long this morning, but I feel the Holy Ghost, praise God. Listen, we need to get back to the house of God. We need to get back to, listen, I preached Thursday night. I said, you know what I learned when I learned? Alvin, I came to church. <laughs> You know how I learned about the rapture? I came to church. You know how I understand about the grace of God and the peace of God? I came to church. I was a young, ignorant Christian. I didn't know nothing about God or understand his ways. I stood on the men of God that trailed the way. Until today, I'll never forget it. What they taught me. About God and his mercy and his love and his salvation. Never forget the men of God that sowed in your life. This church is not here because of me. Men that came here and trailed the way for this ministry. And I can name a few good ones, praise God. But you know what? They, they stood faithful and he stood in the word of God. Even through the struggles and the strife and the contention. They stayed and they served God. And that's why I'm like I am. Because of the examples. Come on, somebody. I'm going to preach my little self happy. <laughs> it's good. Come to church. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, I understand some of you are sick, some of you have problems, but come to church when you get a chance, praise God. You're going to learn something. The world ain't going to tell you about the grace of God. The world don't care a flip about what God's doing. I need what I need today. I need the word of God because I know what's fixing to happen in this nation. I know what the world's going to happen in this world. It's falling apart. Because you know why? Because they don't trust the Lord. But man, I still got God's word. (laughs) Come on, somebody. I still got God's word. I still got the word of God. I still got God I can go to. He'll never fail me. I voted for somebody 36 years ago. Maybe a little longer. He never lost. His name is Jesus. You know what? I'm a, I can tell you some dark times. Seriously, I've been in my life. I, I've had some tough tests, man. I mean, the hardest thing I could possibly think when, when that passed on that man, when that machine, I thought I'd die. Yeah, come on. Listen, you don't, you don't see what I saw and not affect you. I backed up when I was driving one of the big motorways. His head was smashed like a melon. Somebody I shared the gospel with. Somebody I said, you need to trust Jesus. And Satan is in your ears. Uh-huh, he's in hell today. And you know what? If it wouldn't have been for the people of God, yeah. the men and women of God that in this church that prayed for me, I got that because I came to church. Right. I don't know where I'd be. I'd have lost my mind. Man, I feel the presence of God. Thank God for the Father's house. Thank God I could come to the people of God and they can pray for me. Hallelujah. And strengthen me Amen. in prayer and seeking his face and loving me. Love me to death. Praise God. I don't know why I'd be if it wouldn't have been for that. I might be dead. I might, 
without Jesus, I might have committed suicide. Could have happened. Because it was something that took place in my life that could have caused me to fall and destroy my life. But Jesus had a better answer. <laughs> That's why I thank God for this place. I thank God for the people here. Because they prayed for me. Come on, somebody, somebody say amen. I'll just something. Amen. They prayed for me. They, they loved me. They, 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 they sought God for me. That's good preaching. Where would I be? Thank God I wasn't I was in the right place. Thank God I was in the Father's house with God's people. Hallelujah. Let me read a little bit to you. You just listen, okay? A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided to them his lifehood. Now watch, and this is what I call this. He just didn't give the son that ran away. He gave them both. Now one decided to keep what he had and serve his father. Like I said, the only problem he might have had is that he didn't understand how could the father show grace to the son that wasted everything. Do you ever get to the place you don't understand God? You ever got to the place why God you allowed something or why you did it that way? Oh, many a times in my walk with God. I wonder, God, why? But I see the results of it. I see what God's plan was. When he does things like that, I'm, I don't understand God's ways all the way. Come on, somebody. Like the love of God. Do you really understand it? Come on, don't, don't lie to me. I don't think there's a, a definition in, in a dictionary where you can define the love of God. What is it about? Is it God loving you and giving you everything? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I need him every day of my life. The love of God has to shed a board in my life every day. I got to know him. I got to know his grace. I got to know his mercy. I got to know his forgiveness. I got to know this is all things that matter. But he divided his portion to both his sons. So he divided to them his lifehood. And not many days after, the youngest son gathered together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted, wasted his possessions. Well, with the prodigal living, I'm reading the New King James this morning. But when he had, a, he had spent all that he had, and there arose a severe famine in the land, he began, he began to be in want, or he, he lacked. He had nothing. He was broke. His life was on the bottom. Then he went and he joined himself, joined himself to a citizen of the country, and he sent him into his field to feed swine or pigs. That's a low state to be, right? You might not be feeding pigs this morning, but you spiritually might be feeding pigs. You understand what I'm saying? You, you, this is a spiritual message. It's not about you literally feeding hogs. It's about the spiritual slop we've been eating. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever craved for God? Ever wondered for God? <laughs> My Lord... Ever had a passion and a hunger? Jesus said, blessed all they that hunger for righteousness, but they shall be filled. I thirsted for righteousness. I had a, I had a craving. I mean, just a, just a wanting to know him. Nobody else mattered. Just, just God. 
Who is this being we call God? What is he like? I wish I could tell you. But I know he loves me. I know he, he, he has his hand over my life. I know he's taking care of me. I've seen it. Man, especially since we've been, 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 been in business. Me and Jazz, you have to live by faith when you're a dirt man. <laughs> hey, I seen one time, I'm going to tell you a true testimony. Me and Jazz, it got tight and was down to the last bottom. Try to run a business on, on, on nothing. And don't, you don't get too far. I needed $1,700. Remember that, Mom? I'll never forget that. I said, Lord, I need some money. And I'm not lying to you. She's right there to tell you. In the mailbox, $1,697. I guess, it, I guess God knew the precise number. <laughs> sure, it was there. And we paid our bills and we got going again. Hallelujah. And he makes the way. He, this is a real person we're talking about, a real God, not a make believe image in, in heaven somewhere. He's real, he's alive, he's powerful, he's glorious. He wants to take care of you. He don't want you to run away from his house. Do you want to run to that slop pit out there? You want to run to that world out there and live like that? Like the people that, oh, I don't want that junk. Oh, man, it's the hog pen, man. <laughs> I like spiritual food. I like healthy food. I like food that gives you life. We living in a time where today <laughs> people are eating slop. Christians are eating slop. Because they're buying the lie of the devil. Oh, you can be a Christian and drink a little bit. You can be a Christian and live in an adulterous affair. No, you cannot. You can't live like hell. Expect to get to heaven. Come on, somebody. Uh-oh. I better stop preaching. <laughs> you can't get to heaven living like hell. Come on, somebody. It ain't going to happen. Oh, you think you're so holy? No, no. I, I, I live on the holiness of God, the holiness of Jesus. I can't live on my own holiness. I got so frustrated this week, I didn't even sound like a Christian. I don't curse or nothing, but I got aggravated. I got, I, got, I got frustrated. I said, God, where are you? I hit Every time I try something, I hit against a wall. I'd hit another wall. And hit another. I couldn't go nowhere. Just everything I tried would fail. But God gave me victory. See, sometimes he's going to let you bang against a wall. Sometimes he'll let you run against a wall. I hate that. I hate, listen, I'm the kind of person, I hate to waste time. I hate to take hours and I haven't accomplished anything. That's just how I am. And, it's, and, and time is valuable for me, young like I am. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not paint in my hair. No, this is, this is gray. <laughs> God is faithful. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to the younger man, I mean, he took his father's and he went and he fed hogs. But he came to himself. Stop and examine your life this morning and ask yourself, how faithful I am unto the Lord? How faithful am I unto God? I'm not talking about joining the church. I'm not talking about becoming part of a, a denomination. I'm talking about to the Lord. You come to church here, you're not, it's not because you're joining the church. You, you're, you're in love with Jesus. Your fellowship is with him. Alvin, I thought about this morning while I was praying. I said, I thought about Balaam in the Old Testament. A prophet of God. But yet, 
he, I think it was a Malachi king told him, go, go curse the children of Israel after they come out of, you know, out of Egypt. Go curse them. He said, I'm going to do it. God, I can't curse what God has blessed. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so, so he's on his donkey, and the donkey starts talking to him. Golly, when a donkey got to rebuke you, man, you got problems. And, and the donkey, he, he, he said, go, you stupid dummy, dummy you, you, whatever you ride, donkey. There's another word to use, but I don't want to use it. <laughs> go! God, the, the donkey told, warned him. He said, listen, you, you've been beating me, and I'm only trying to save your life. God's going to kill you if you do what you're doing. <laughs> they got a lot of donkey preachers and rooster preachers out there. I'm, one of them. I'm a chicken preacher, man. Listen, I'll, I'll rooster... <laughs> The rooster rebuke you, hallelujah, like he did with Peter. But anyway, couldn't do it. And all of a sudden, he came up with a plan. I tell you what, you get the children of Israel to sin, God will curse him himself. Watch. <laughs> Listen. There's a lot of preachers out there selling out the church. They say, don't worry about that the money's what they're buying. Balaam was hungry for money, so he came up with a plan. Let them sin themselves. And God will destroy him himself. Till today, he's known. He's, he, he's known as a backsliding prophet. And he's not on it for anything. But the people sinned. And God's judgment was coming. See, that's what we've got to watch out for. When the preacher says, it's all right to do this, it's all right to do this, it's all right. You don't mind. We're living under grace and everything is okay. No, you're not. It's not okay. Sin still kills. Sin still separates you from God. Sin still destroys your life. But what's the best part about it? You can be forgiven. You can find peace with God today. You don't have to leave this building. Matter of fact, in a little while, I'm going to ask you. If you're backslidden from God, come on, let me pray with you. You're not joining this church. You're coming back to the Father's house. Come on, somebody. You can find peace this morning. You don't have to live in that struggle anymore. You can find hope and faith. Will you be perfect? No. But you will live in for God. God will change you. You submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, the Bible says, and he'll flee. Verse 31, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with this. I could preach all day on this, but I... I, I, I I want, I want everybody to know that Jesus loves you and he, has, he wants you to come back. If you're running from him, come back. You might all be okay. But if you're not, come back. Come back to the Father's house where you can eat the right food and wear the right clothes and, and have shoes on your feet. Like my mom was singing this morning. Uh, uh, food on your table. Blessed of God. <laughs> And I feel it. I feel the anointing. Blessed of God. Don't you want to be blessed of God? Don't you want to be blessed of God? Don't you want the Father to give you what you need? Don't you want to be in a place where God can bless you? Blessed of God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. I feel it. I want you to stand up a minute. I want you to read this verse. I just, I told you the whole story. <laughs> 
The son came home. But let me just read the last little passage. You don't have to turn there. Where it says in verse 32. For your brother was dead. He's talking to the older brother that never left. He said, you never gave me a fatty calf to eat with my friends. He said, everything I have, son, is yours. For your brother was dead. <laughs> and is alive again. <laughs> and was lost. And he's found. He come back home. Amen. Amen. I'm going to play you a song this morning. Close your ears if you don't think it's good enough. <laughs> Amen. God is good. I used to sing this song years ago. And it's, it's fitting. You might think that you went too far for God to save you. No, you haven't. All right? You might think, well, grace has run out for me. No, it hasn't. Okay? Many people today... Or not serving God because they don't think God would ever forgive them for what they've done. But He will if you trust Him. <laughs> Almighty God, the great I am. Immovable rock omnipotent powerful awesome lord victorious warrior commanding king of kings mighty conqueror but the only time the only time i've ever saw him run When he ran to me, he took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said, my son's come home again, lifted my face, wiped the tears from my eyes, with forgiveness in his voice. He said, son, do you know I still love you? The day I left home, I knew it broken his heart. I wondered then if things could ever be the same. Then one night, my Lord, I remembered his love for me. And down that dusty road ahead I could see was the only time The only time I've ever saw him run. When he ran to me, he took me in his arms, held my head to his chest, said, my son's come home again, lifted my face, wiped the tears from my eyes with forgiveness in his voice. He said, son, do you know I still love you? He caught me by surprise. He brought me to my knees. When God ran. Oh, yes, Jesus. 
I'm going to ask you this morning. Don't be shy. Praise God. Let us pray with you this morning. If you feel you've drifted from the Lord, let's start all go over again. Let's come back to the Father's house. Amen. We're going to pray for you. You're going to come back to the Lord. And you're going to start this life all over again. With new hope, new faith. <laughs> Forgetting everything behind you. Pressing forward for those things that are ahead. That's what Paul said. The service is near in an end. The choir is singing. Just as I am, man is standing there in tears. Just search your heart this morning, letting go a part of him that he'd held back for years. Hearts are being broken. And lives are being changed. Those that call upon him, they will never be the same. Oh, the time has come to give it to the Lord. That's what this altar is for yes my God that's what this altar is for you don't have to carry those burdens anymore there's a light in the darkness there's a love that's true. Yes. Yes, Lord. Jesus is waiting. And he's waiting there for you. The time has come to give it to the Lord. That's what this all turns. Oh.